Welcome to Group Talk. Four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Inside Saddleback with Steve Gladen. Happy October. We're to all of you small group point people out there in the trenches of small group ministry. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to our show today. It's Derek here along with your other host, Steve Gladen. Hey, everybody. Got a great and powerful show for you this uh, coming October. Can you believe it, Steve? It's it's October. You were just in Ohio for the Accelerate Ohio Small Group Workshop. You also got to go to an Ohio State football game and see them beat down the Akron Zips. Tell us a little bit about your trip. Now, uh, well, obviously, uh, both were uh, super great. Brian Ness, uh, who is our regional leader over the Midwest, was uh, uh, hosting the event. It was great to see uh, a little bit of a crowd back uh, in, into the Accelerate event. So it was great to uh, be there with that. And then this, you know, miraculously, uh, just happened to stay over a little bit longer on the weekend and uh, caught a game, which was fun. So Brian and I jumped into the the game we were with about ninety-seven thousand of our favorite friends uh, to enjoy the game up in the nosebleed, but great seats, and it was a it was a complete part to the the trip. Wish I could do that at every accelerate. Yeah, I love how you just happened to uh, you know plan this uh, accelerate Ohio small group workshop the exact same time it's ending. The Ohio State football game is starting. Um, boy, that was no coincidence, huh? No, I mean, it was just, he's like, whoa, Lord, look what you did. And boom, we're here. <laughs> it's kind of like how we're going to Hawaii for the Accelerate in November in Hawaii. So, you know, again, it's this, you know, it's this happen circumstance. Yeah, you know, speaking of the Hawaii Accelerate, I've just been feeling this intense burden for, for the people of Hawaii and just having dreams and visions to go and minister to them and serve them. So, um, let's just do that. That's going to be awesome in November. You got it, brother. Come along. Come along. Hey, hey, we can't move on without me cracking one joke real quick about your, your college football team, Ohio State. So, not only have you been stealing my team's recruits, the Washington Huskies, we're, we're, I'm, I have to admit it, we're a loser team, but um, that's bad enough. But to make it even worse, a couple of weeks ago, you guys play our worst arch rival, the Oregon Ducks, and you, you, you lose to them. How did that happen? Yeah, uh, I mean, so first, thanks for scratching that wound back open. And can I just say back to you, Montana? Uh, the FCS team that you lost to, but you know, I, I won't say anything about that. So uh, it's a long season. We're just praying that we get through it. That's why our hope is not in football. Our hope is in Jesus. Amen. Amen. And for new listeners to the show, um, in this uh, podcast episode, we feature four segments. It's The first one is a Saddleback Scoop. The second one is a Network Nugget. The third is a Leadership Learning. And the fourth is the Trending Topic. We cover all four of those in each uh, Inside Saddleback show. And so, Steve, take us into this first section of the Saddleback Scoop. We're talking about new fall launch ideas. Yeah. So, uh we just want to remind everybody that uh, in this particular show, we oh, we tend to always have great show notes. This one is just very robust. I think we got uh, over nine things that we're, we're giving you to follow up on the show. So I, I'd encourage you, if, if you're listening to this, spend some time, go back and, and grab the show notes. We're going to reference them 
but uh, just excited about uh, everything that's happening. So yeah, let me jump into the Saddleback Scoop, and it really is. We're doing some new things in the fall. Obviously, if you're not up to speed on uh, Saddleback Church, uh, Rick is uh, transitioning out. We're looking for a new senior pastor, so we're we're not doing our typical fall campaign. So part of uh, what we are doing is um, we're working with our 19 campuses to identify their particular felt need coming out of this pandemic and then uh, selecting the curriculum so they can do a full emphasis uh, in in the group launches. Uh, Like one of our campuses, very, very family, heavy, heavy family, uh, is working in the area of uh, following up with one of our curricula called uh, How to Raise Your Kids Without Raising Your Blood Pressure. Uh, We have uh, one of our newer campuses that is just, you know, really funding out of a lot of what's happening and they're they're doing on or what on earth am i here for uh again identifying the felt need finding the curriculum that matches it we got uh, a few of our campuses that are in very diverse areas and Durham Durham way gray has a, a great curriculum on uh office book the good life uh that they're they're using so the point is is that 19 campuses all doing their own different adult push, but we're using our central support team to uh, help them understand and help the whole church, you know, whatever campus they're at, push that through. And one of the things in the show notes is Rick sent an email out um, to our campuses and uh, it's there for you to read. I thought it was a great email just to get everybody fired up. And if you're in a multi-campus site church, it really is a beautiful email for you to see how central support can really complement each one of the campuses. Uh, Along with our fall, we are uh, noticing that one of the holes that was in our community leaders, which is uh, if you've been to an Accelerate, you'll understand that we talk about a village is uh, just like you need a village to raise your kids. Any of you that have kids and you've raised them, you need a village around your child. Uh, In small group ministries, to raise a healthy small group, uh, you need a village. Now, there's in, in Saddleback, we have 12 village members that, you know, uh, are, are making our groups healthy. One of them is our community leaders. And so uh, one of the things we noticed with them is that uh, some of our training was a little bit deficient. And so we were releasing a new five module training to help our community leaders uh, engage with our host uh, a whole lot better. And uh, we're doing a special end of October little retreat with them. And it's just five modules. Module one is, you know, being an intentional shepherd. Module two is intentional shepherding and spiritual presence, uh, kind of introducing them to our tools, the health assessment and the group assessment that we have. Uh, Three graceful conversations. Um, sometimes conversations are the things that are missing the most. Uh, we we don't listen with our eyes, and we're missing that. And then asking in, insightful and inspired questions. How do you engage that with your your host that you're trying to help bring along the the, the journey? And then uh, helpful resources that we have for them. So, uh, so not only are we focusing on our group launch this fall, we have uh, a great retreat where we're uh, launching new CLs uh, with that. And Steve, for those that might be new to our show or new to the small group world, just really quick, explain what a CL or community leader is exactly at Saddleback. 
um, in your overall structure? Yeah, they uh, a lot of a lot of you may know them uh, by the term of coaches. We changed the title when we changed what they were doing, just so the culture would know that it was something new. So we just call them community leaders. Love the term coach. Uh, coming from a deep sports background, but a uh, community leader has worked with us. So they're pretty much, they're one person in the village, but their responsibility is to uh, engage personally. And we have four buckets of engagement. If you haven't read chapter 14 in small groups with purpose, uh, you, that identifies our four buckets uh, with our coaches our community leaders. So uh, good catch, Derek, on that piece of it. So it is, uh, they are the, the person in the village that will engage personally with each one of our hosts, a little bit different depending on where their developmental process is. And then one of the other exciting things about this fall that I, I am amped on is uh, helping our small group point people at each one of our campuses grow and uh, we're, we're two things we're focusing on. Just a shout out. We'll put it in the show notes for you. Is Nick Lindsay and Tommy uh, did a great job of walking through the other half of the church book. I tell you what is one of the most powerful podcasts that I've heard uh, uh, about eighty six minutes. So it's it's not it's not for the the weak at heart. But I tell you, is so transformational that uh, when I was listening to it, I'm having every one of our staff listen to it and understand it for part of their growth and development. So much so, um, uh, I'll talk to you about a little bit later on the lobby. We have a great uh, session that's going to be on that. Uh, then the other thing we're doing is we're redesigning our, our leadership development pathway going into a, and this is again, all leaders are learners. I was talking to a, a church uh, uh, that was in Texas and really challenged me in this area. We, we go from host to leader in our development pathway with uh, small group uh, peeps that are running their small groups. Uh, but just through some great conversations with that church, we're, we're adding a new layer in there and we're going to go from host to leader to minister. So, uh, pouring in a little bit of a, a little bit of a couple sprinkles of seasoning from the house church movement, uh, but we'll get it to where our small group uh, leaders, uh, once they're a minister, we'll, we'll be able to in California at least marry, and they can already bury and do baptisms and things like that. So, super excited about our development pathway. So, three huge pieces that we're doing this fall. Coming out of the pandemic, uh, super, uh, super strong. I mean, I wouldn't lie to you if I didn't say or the network I got just a gut punch uh, through the uh, 14 months of the pandemic that we were shut down in California, in the People's Republic of California. But uh, we um, uh, just doing with that. So great. Uh, just excited about Saddleback and where we're going in a transition with Rick. Man, did you say that? Uh, Nick and Tommy's podcast episode was 86 minutes long. I, I know, uh, based on you know the show notes I have in front of me for our podcast, we may we may tie them, but theirs was much more uh, intriguing as they were going through the book. So yeah, it, it, I think it was 76, maybe 76 minutes. Yeah, 76 minutes. Those so brothers the, it, can talk. I tell you what, man, uh, I, I would say if you listen to that podcast and it doesn't jack you up, I, I, tell, I would not have all of my staff listen to it if it wasn't that good uh, for, for that time. So don't, well, be, little, don't be jealous. I've, this is not time I've for never, jealous. I've never heard Steve say this about another podcast episode. So way to go, Nick and Tom. You guys crushed it. You know, I have all of Saddleback uh, 
small group staff listening to your episodes, man. And before I, before I get grief from, uh, Carolyn and, and Bill, uh, their shows are equally as great. Uh, this one was just great developmentally for where my staff was particularly at this moment on the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Bill and Carolyn always, always coming in hot on their shows. Love it. All right. So that was your Saddleback Scoop. And now it is time to uh, round the base towards our network nugget. This is where we're talking about the latest information, news, exciting uh, happenings coming out of the small group network. And there's always so much going on. Uh, Steve, where do you want to start with the network nugget? Yeah, I mean, we're just going to focus on networking. Networking 101 here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is where uh, ministry is relationship, relationship, relationship. And we have two great opportunities, depending on where you're at. Uh, We have a virtual lobby that's happening October 7th. So like tomorrow, as you're listening to this podcast, it's happening tomorrow. You can still jump in and be a part of it. Uh, It's going to have three sessions that... Uh, I am super excited about. Uh, I would not say my my greatest gift set is in leadership development. I have a I have a, a few great uh, gift sets besides college football. Uh, it is uh, is going through, but um, one of the things I would say is that I I've brought in three of my heroes in the leadership development area. And uh, Bill Donahue, he is an anchor. When I was getting into small group ministry, Bill was somebody that uh, I definitely looked to his books and um, just enjoyed what what he had brought to the uh, occasion. But he is doing a a session on three practices, transforming uh, the culture of leadership. And when you listen to that podcast, it comes along with a free ebook uh, off his site. And it is that ebook is worth it all by itself. Uh, Tony Love is also doing one on how to uh, lead by example. So once you know the the three practices that transform leadership development, if you don't do it the way Jesus did it, you're going to stub your toe. Tony Love, he was at our lobby two years ago uh, talking about the stacking concept. Um, He is uh, a, a sec in a secular organization, but loves Jesus and just cranks it out. And then Dave Alford, who is on the Saddleback staff, staff, is doing Leadership Essentials. And so if those three plenaries weren't enough, we've got uh, 10 workshops that are just robust. And if you if you go on the link that we're uh, putting in there, basically it's smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash virtual lobby. That's two L's in that uh, forward slash. Uh, you can read all about all the workshops and everything that's going on, but if you have leaders and you are not helping them develop, you are missing it. And the beautiful thing is, is that if you sign up for the virtual lobby, you'll be able to get all this content on demand. And it's a great opportunity for you to, um, you know, just have so many tools. I mean, you're going to have 13 sessions at your fingertips to be able to help your church. Matter of fact, one of the workshops is in Spanish. So if you've got uh, Spanish uh, uh, congregations or anything like that, it's just a great added bonus uh, with that one. Now, along with the virtual lobby happening in October, uh, fall, February 22 to 24 in 22. So how many 22s can we get in there? It's actually 2 22 uh, uh, So that's February 22nd is the kickoff in 
the year 2022, which is fast approaching. I'm really excited about this physical lobby uh, because it's going to be our 15th anniversary. Uh, everyone attending is going to get a great commemorative coin from the small group network that you're going to want to keep and display proudly on your shelf. And if you uh, do challenge coins at all, this is a challenge coin. It's a must have for you. But the great thing about this lobby that's going to be different than our other physical lobbies, you know, being off for a year in the pandemic gave us an opportunity to talk to a lot of you who have already been to our lobbies in the past. We're going to be breaking it up into a new format. And uh, we're still going to have two night sessions where you're going to have great conversations and great topics. One of them is going to be on the tech side. Another one's going to be on the developmental side. And that's where uh, if you listen to Tommy and Nick's podcast uh, or Nick and Tommy's podcast, you'll you'll get a great taste of some great opportunities that you're going to have to chat with others and develop into that. But all throughout the day at our Rancho Capistrano campus that is beautiful, uh, you're going to be able to uh, go into a new track or a veteran track, or if you want to stay in a church size, people with your the same uh, size uh, churches as you, with some great opportunities. And all of this is a networking event. We put you in the environments for you to have the discussions and give you some topics, but it's up to you to build the relationships. And there's going to be a link in there. Derek made a great promo video that you can watch if you've never been to the ranch and experienced it. His drone flying will give you uh, just an incredible Uh, His drone flying skills, I should say, would give you an incredible opportunity to get a glimpse of that. So those are the two hot things we have going on in the network, along with so many other things between the the courses and the cohorts that we have going and uh, just some new stuff. If you guys haven't seen it, the Facebook group just eclipsed 7,000 members, Uh, our Facebook, you know, interface, our page, uh, just eclipsed 25,000. If you aren't subscribed to our newsletter, don't be that person. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe today. Yeah, you can go to smallgroupnetwork.com and on the homepage there, I believe you'll see a link to subscribe to the newsletter if you want. And that's crazy about our Facebook group. Um, I mean, we have seen dynamic growth in there surging from 5,000. Did you sit over what? 8,000? Uh, you just eclipsed 7,000. 7,000. Since and the sphere started. I mean, so many of those people are uh, from literally around the world. I mean, we're talking the Middle East. Uh, it's just crazy to see the global reach the small group network has. So exciting. Yeah, just one other thing, too, that I forgot is on the uh, virtual lobby. One of the things we're going to be debuting right after that is our, our first leadership development course. And Dave Alford is uh, doing one uh uh, a course on leadership development uh, that you'll be able to to learn about at the lobby too. So you can have a course, our first leadership development course. We're in talks with a, a number of other people that are developing courses in leadership development. So just another bonus of what's happening uh, in, in the small group network to equip you uh, strategically or resource you, I should say, strategically, if I stay with our mission statement, to be able to be the best small group point person, best small group leader uh, that your church has. Hey, and about the um, virtual lobby coming up next week or October 7th, um, 
again, go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash virtual lobby to register. And I just got to say, I mean, like Steve said, we got an amazing lineup of, of keynote speakers there. But that one one guy, Tony Love, I mean, wow. I remember when we had him speak at our last physical lobby gathering in California, he blew the doors off the place. And uh, just him alone, you've got to sign up for this event. And it's only it's from um, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So real short and action-packed. So go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash virtual lobby. So that was your network nugget for this month. And now we're going to jump into our leadership learning. And we're talking about dreams. Steve, tell us more about this. Yeah, uh, I think during the pandemic, uh, uh, it's so funny. I was listening to a comedian and he was talking about the pandemic. He goes, uh, I, I, I just I learned in the pandemic, I don't have a book in me. Uh, so it was a, a crack up for those of us who are authors going, oh, yeah, because you always think if you had the time, you have a book inside you. And one of the things that uh, I want to focus on in this leadership learning is you've got a dream and dreams don't cost you anything. Fulfilling them does cost you something, but you know, having a dream doesn't cost you anything. And, and as you look through scripture, um, dream management is addressed, believe it or not, because it's one thing to have the dream, it's another thing to fulfill the dream. And as we're heading in this post pandemic zone, uh, and I know uh, in different parts of the globe, it is still raging. Uh, I was just talking to some of my uh, brothers and sisters in um, South Asia. And where it is, it is just crippling uh, of what's happening. Uh, even uh, I was on a call uh, this morning with a person in Europe, and they're uh, just now getting back to starting to meet physically. So it's it's still, it, depending on where you're listening to this podcast, the pandemic has just been brutal uh, to the church. But what's going to be great is the dreams that are coming out of it. And so I want to kind of speak to dream management just for a little bit in the leadership learning, because this is a critical learning that you've got to have, because clearly there's some people in the Bible who didn't do it too well. I mean, you can look at Gideon, you can look at Solomon. Uh, they manage their dreams poorly. I mean, it's just clear when you read the scripture. But I would like to spend a little time uh, in Genesis uh, 41 through 45, because great example of Joseph taking a dream that God put him in. And you guys are probably familiar with the story of his brothers selling him into slavery, his slow rise to being second in command of Egypt, only answering to Pharaoh. Uh, and he, he was uh, a very powerful man. But in how he became in that is through a dream. It was a dream of Pharaoh, but Joseph gave the interpretation to it. And I want to walk you through seven points. When you have a dream, and guys, I've had tons of dreams. Some of them I have cowed down because of fear, uh, because I didn't think I was the right person to do it. But one of the things I have noticed is that the successful things we've done in the network have been built because of what, how we've adjusted to dream management. And the very, let me just go through them because uh, I've watched some of our dreams come to fruition because of ideas we've had in the network. Uh, we, we're, we're, you know, just tens of thousands of strong in the network and all kinds of ideas are coming in that you're doing. And I want to make sure you're doing great for your church. So not only do I want to talk about dream management 
because Derek and I have a couple articles that would be great for you to read because there are also dream inhibitors and things that will inhibit your dream happening. And we got a couple articles that, again, will be in the show notes, but it's going to be great from two guys I respect, uh, Ed Stetzer and Kerry Newhoff, that uh, will help us as we're dream management experts. So let me go through them real quick for you. And uh, give you an opportunity to help apply these to your dreams to be successful. First one is uh, develop discipline. Now, it's interesting that when uh, Joseph interpreted the dream and was put in charge of fulfilling this, he followed a seven-year plan. And I watched the eyes roll back when we do our Accelerate conferences and through our Accelerate course when we help churches design a 12 to 18 month plan. And they're like going, Oh my gosh, he followed a seven year plan. He had an opportunity uh, to bow out from it uh, through, throughout the whole course of the seven years. Uh, he worked when he wasn't pressured. And so it's really important for you to understand that, you know, if you're going to follow a plan, uh, it's got to be, you got to be a self-starter. You have to be a self-starter for the disciplines to work. You know, Derek and I follow college football and the recruiting cycle. We know championships are forged in uh, the summer trainings and the spring trainings, not in the fall games. And you have to be disciplined. You have to be a self-starter. And even when Joseph had tons of grain, Scripture tells you he built more containers to hold the, the grain. And you know, the dream was never interrupted. He was disciplined in following through. So the first thing, if you got a dream, you've got to be disciplined to map it out and to follow through all the time. And uh, one of the things I love about Accelerate is that we help people walk away from Accelerate knowing it's not a question mark of what they're supposed to execute and what they're supposed to do because we give them their priorities. Number two, you got to choose service to serve others. You choose service to serve others. And your dreams are never given to you for your own benefit. That's the wrong use of a dream. Your dreams are there to benefit others. And one of the things I loved about what Joseph, you see in scripture, is that all the countries, he was the food bank for the world. And he didn't ask for it, but he had a servant's heart. And whatever your dream is, it is to serve the greater good of the people in your area or the sphere of influence that you have. If we ever get to a point where the small group network is to serve us, then it's broken because we're always there to serve you. Third thing in dream management is remember who owns the dream. Uh, You know, in uh, verse 50 of of, uh, chapter 41, uh, it was cool that Joseph named his two sons appropriately so he could remember God's dream. And so often in ministry, and you've seen this, everyone starts out in ministry to serve. But I know lots of mega churches, and I know lots of popular pastors that slowly they forgot who their dream was owned by. And pretty soon it becomes to serve them. I talked about in point two, but then they think it's all about them. And it's a scary thing because uh, pride comes before the fall. And we've seen a lot of people fall that were forgot who really owned their dream. 
Another cool attribute you see in dream management is, and I, and I love this because this is so pertinent for the pandemic, is that you've got to learn to forgive others. Now, obviously, uh, Joseph's story, there was just a lot. His family was owned by grief and guilt and that haunted them and his, and his family for 20 years before they came to this point uh, in seeing him in Egypt. And you see that, you know, he was able to understand that, you know, love has to conquer. And I've noticed in the pandemic, uh, I needed to forgive people. Um, I have found followers of Christ say some of the most hurtful things that just bruised me throughout this pandemic. But what I love is when you look through chapter 42 and especially into 43, is that you you really understand a lot about how Joseph forgave others and didn't get paralyzed by his past. And the pandemic has paralyzed a lot of churches because we're, we're is one of the times in ministry that no matter what you did, if you did mask, if you didn't do mask, if you did vaccinations, you didn't do vaccinations. If you you were for racial reconciliation, you weren't for it. Whatever you did throughout this pandemic, uh, you know, you were wrong. People were were bruising to you and probably hurt you. And uh, you saw that that Joseph was able to work past that and to learn how to forgive. Uh, part of if you, if you want a great little playbook in chapter 43 um, that you see, you know, you got to list the offenses and then let go of the bitterness and then give it to the Lord. It's just a, a great chapter that's in God's word. So number one was you got to develop discipline. Number two was to learn how to choose service, that whatever your dream is, it's to serve others. Remember who owns the dream, that uh, you're always understanding that you've got to have a reminder that this is God's dream. This is God who did it, not you. I think when I was uh, given the vision and the dream for starting the small group network, I, I just had to realize it's never mine. It's always God's. Number four, you got to learn how to forgive because whenever you have a dream and you step forward, people will always be there to hurt you. It's just part of ministry and it really sucks, but you got to move past it. Uh, number five is uh, tests and responses. How, uh, how are you going to deal with tests and how are you going to respond? Uh, Derek and I were talking prior to the show about someone on Ohio State who uh, was on the defense and he had a test put before him because he wasn't put on the field and he responded in a very, very bad way and ended up getting dismissed from the team. And uh, what you see is in chapter 44, there were a lot of tests that were put before the brothers and uh, God was seeing of how they would respond to it. And so as Joseph was looking for the same thing. And you even see that what was great is that in that story, Judah, one of the brothers, stepped in place because Benjamin was going to be held in servitude for quote unquote stealing. Uh, but what happened was is Judah stood in and said, you know, hey, you can kill, you can take me, but let him go. He was he was responding to the test and honoring what he told his father. Now, Reuben, a brother, showed a different angle in that, you know, he he had a test put before him too from his father, but he said, hey, you can kill my sons. And he knows how he, he was willing to give up his sons, but he wasn't willing to give up his life. So, you know, it's kind of like the plate of bacon and eggs. 
the the chickens were committed, but the uh, I mean the, the chickens were concerned, but the the pig was committed because you know he gave up a hind leg for that ham. But you know, so how are you going to respond to tests and uh, that are put before you in your dreams? The sixth thing, uh, what to do at the point of change. Now, part of when dreams, every dream is going to have change management in it. And part of what you have to understand is that when you finally, your dream is taking off, there's change that's going to be involved. And you've got to go, wow, I can't believe I got this far. And then you get scared and you retreat or you're going to move forward. And in chapter 45, you see that in the change of Joseph's family life and in it with his brothers and uh, the change that was happening there, how he readjusted to everything. And I will say this in change management, one of the things you'll see in chapter 40, you got to share your emotions, have the people closest to you that you can just say, I'm scared. I don't know what how what what I'm going to do. I, I don't know you know what what's going to overcome me and and you got to be able just to be able to help create distance for the fear that is there, but being able to see that there's people that will walk you through it. And obviously, when you learn to uh, get your spiritual soul care right and you can you know shelter in the cleft of who God is, you can manage change really well. In planning small groups with purpose, you know, in some of the last chapters, I talk about uh, five uh, phases of uh, change management. But whenever change is in front of you, you've got to be able to deal with that. And the seventh thing is you got to plan for the future. And the beautiful thing that I see is in Joseph's life, he was always in the midst of change, was always planning for a new future, was honest with himself. Uh, He understood his feelings of temptation and what he wanted to do. Uh, But the beautiful thing is in the church, as we plan for the future, we can stay put in the old wineskins, but God's got some new wineskins in front of us. So with that, in the show notes too, uh, Derek, I don't even know if we have time to go over the the two articles or we should just put them in there, but uh, Ed and Carrie both walk through things that would inhibit your dream. So those are in the show notes. And uh, Master of Ceremonies, Derek, I'll leave it to you whether we should jump into them or press on to our trending topic. Yeah, no, we'll just press on. But yeah, check the show notes for these two other uh, articles Steve mentioned. And yeah, definitely read the Kerry Newoff one. Uh, he basically talks about how if you feel like 2021 as a leader is harder than 2020, you are right. And he gives five reasons why and uh, uh, give some stats, but it's encouraging to um, basically let you know as a leader, it's okay to not be okay and not have all the answers. And and uh, so check the show notes for those. Okay, that was an action-packed leadership learning. Wow, you got your money's worth there. And now we're going to round the base to our trending topic, talking about the Bible is hot, Steve. Take it. Hot, 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 hot. Uh, I tell you, un- uncertainty and unrest cause major shifts in culture. Uh, in your show notes, there's a great link uh, that the American Bible Society put out. Uh, there's a free downloadable there that you can get on the state of the Bible. But the, the thing I would just say real quickly on this is this is an amazing opportunity for us in the church. Uh, let me just read to you the opening paragraph of this article because it's, it's really powerful. It says, from the online church revolution to social distancing, uh, social distance small groups, the landscape of Christian faith and worship in America has been deeply disrupted 
in the past year in a good way. The strain of the ongoing pandemic and civil unrest in our nation continues to alter every aspect of life, including personal relationships, church participation, and engagement with scripture. Uh, the article that we put in the last uh, block of the, the show uh, from Ed Stetzer will talk to you about, you know, three different uh, cultural things that uh, the church has gone through in, in that piece. But it, it go, go, goes on to uh, say that, you know, however, despite the troubles we are experiencing, there are signs of hope and great opportunity when it comes to the Bible. And then there's some great stats that basically, more people are reading God's word than ever before. And there's a, a couple different articles that, I, that I've read throughout um, uh, this time in the pandemic, how more people than ever have been searching the Bible uh, or searching spiritual uh, pieces uh, on search engines that are just drawing people to the Bible. Now, this is going to, this is going to be sounding crazy, but you know, I know we're in October. And most churches can't move quick enough to do a campaign. But here's what I would say to you in this trending topic that's happening. One of the trends that is happening is people are more interested in God's word than ever before. And in your show notes is a link to one of the campaigns we did at Saddleback a while back called 40 Days in the Word. Matter of fact, when I talked to you about in the first block, our campuses were all doing different felt needs. Two of our campuses are redoing this campaign because the word of God is so uh, much of a felt need inside their campuses in the in the geo footprint that they're dealing with. But in the link, there is a campaign called 40 Days in the Word. And I know, I, I'm going to take you where I was. When we first did 40 Days in the Word and Rick was pitching this idea, I was just like going, man, that just doesn't feel like it's hitting a relevant need. And as usual, Rick was right, I was wrong. And we started thousands of groups happening in that campaign that were so hungry for God's word. I would encourage you to go to the show notes and I want you to, to kind of peruse that campaign because there would be nothing stronger than coming out of 20, 2021 and going into 2022 than if your church did some type of a campaign. Don't have to use ours on 40 Days in the Word. I'm just saying it's pre-done and ready to go for you. But your church seizing a moment in January or February, probably better in February, that would hit towards 40 Days in the Word, there is a hunger across uh, America, North America, I should say, and probably the globe of people searching in to God's Word. They're curious about it because everything that was giving them stability, it's shot. They've been leaning onto so many things. So, I would just encourage you, read the article, download the free, uh, the downloadable, the ebook that they have on the state of the Bible. This gives you some more stats and stuff that will help you understand uh, why this, uh, this surge of people looking at it. And if you're, if you're in the church business, we have more unbelievers that are looking for spiritual felt needs than ever before. Granted, I know statistics that say 30% of most American churches have reshuffled the decks and uh, left their church because of this, that, or the other. But what I would say is that, uh, at least what I'm experiencing at Saddleback and people I talk to, is the wave of new people coming in that are on fire to hear about God's Word is a great opportunity. And then I would just say, uh, I, I was also reading an article this past month that was, uh, I just loved it. It was, uh, I love it when 
Science Proves the Bible. And it's just a bonus article. It has nothing to do with what I was talking to you about, but it's science proving uh, or giving a lay to how Sodom got destroyed and the geological pieces that uh, are in place for that. It's a fun article. Just, I love it when science proves the Bible. Uh, I'm, I'm an easy believer, so I believe the Bible, but it's a great thing. So uh, trending topic. Bible's hot. Don't miss the opportunity as we roll into 2022. Look at the 40 days uh, in the Word campaign. If you haven't done it, it's a it's just the culture is waiting for the church to rise up and give it some answers. The Bible is hot. That is a crazy stat um, you shared that this year 95 million American adults are exploring uh, Scripture, many for the first time. That's nuts. Yeah, it's uh, it, there's all kinds of stats that are threaded throughout this uh, this particular show note link, but it, it is it is amazing. It's the highest it's been since 2016 of all the surveys, and so there's there's a wave of curiosity that's out there. Yeah, for sure, and I'm definitely gonna have to uh, check out your bonus article on uh, the the meteor that uh, potentially hit Sodom. That is crazy. I love when that kind of stuff in science can prove scripture as well. So, what a great show, Steve. We rounded the bases of our four uh, sections, and it was action-packed. And as always, we want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, to spend part of your day with us. We hope that this episode encouraged you, equipped you, and uh, make sure, again, to check the show notes for all the stuff we listed and talked about. We hope you have an amazing October, and until next time, goodbye. See you later, everybody. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.